Amen, amen. I bow before the presence of the Lord. I reverence him to be the king of kings. Amen. He's an awesome God. I bless God. I bless God. I bless God. I bless God. God just put in my spirit that he's such an awesome God that and I don't like doing funerals and I prayed to God about that. that I, I can count them on one hand, hopefully. But God dropped in my spirit, take my bass down a little bit. God dropped in my spirit that it should have been a whole lot of funerals here. But he said, when I see the blood, See, you can sit there with your cute self and, and, and unconcerned self and act like you ain't never been at death doors, act like somebody never shot at you, act like you ain't never been in an accident, act like you ain't never been in a burning building, act like doctors ain't never gave you bad drugs, act like you wasn't laying on the operating table and almost died, and you can sit there and act like God ain't never done nothing for you. But it's the grace of God uh, and the ever-flowing anointing that's in this place that's been watching over you even when you weren't here. It should have been, Mother Mark. It should have been, Mother Mark. It should have been. But God said, I love you so much. That when you don't come around the blood, the blood will come around you. And keep you. Because you won't keep yourself. He's that kind of God. Elder Smith, you remember when we had prayer and I told you about being rescued? That's what God does. He's a rescuer. He's a rescuer. When you're about to fall, he snatches you back. When you're about to go stupid, uh, he wise you up. When you turn in wrong corners, he straightens you out. Because he knows you wouldn't make it if he lets you run loose. And I know what the scriptures say over in Romans. Uh, uh, he'll turn you over to a reprobate mind. But God loves you this much uh, that even when you get stupid in your reprobate mind, he still snatch you back. Because he got something in store for you. He's that kind of God. He's that kind of God. Oh God. He's that kind of God. He's a wonderful God. He is keeping you, but watch this. He's showing you who he is. See, when it should have been, I'm showing you, God's showing you. When, when it would have been, God is showing you. When it, when, when it could have been, God is showing you. So you realize God. And see, I used to, I, I used to be this way. I used to be, why, why, uh, Lady Walker, Evangelist, I, I used to be, why they just don't get it? I don't need a building, Mother Mark, to fall on me to, for, for, for me to know that God is awesome. I don't need to be robbed at gunpoint and spared to know that God is a keeper. 
He don't have to put me at the door of danger to pull me back for me to reverence him. I, I, I don't need trouble to happen for me to say thank you, God. Mr. Brown, I don't, we, we don't need that. It's thank you anyhow. If he never give me a new pair of shoes, I'll wear these out like the, like, 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 like the children of Egypt and they'll just turn brand new over and over again. Because I, I believe that. I used to be a shopaholic, but I don't even go buy nothing no more. I don't, I don't buy nothing. I don't buy nothing. I don't buy nothing. Well, I do go to Home Depot, but she, she like, where you at? I'm at Home Depot. She start cringing. But all you got to do is be thankful. Watch this. Right where you at. Don't worry about being like somebody else. Just be thankful right where you at. If you're the quietest one in the church and all you do is blink your eyes in Jesus' name, God is happy with that. You ain't got to try and impress me. And Lord knows you won't impress God. God just wants you to be you in the spirit. That's all he wants. That's all he wants. I'm going to do this real quick. We reverence everybody. Thank God for Lady Walker, Evangelist Lucky, her elder Riley, Evangelist Brown, Minister Brown, Pastor Mother Mark, Evangelist Riley. We thank God. I'm going to continue on where we left off at last week. Is that okay? okay. Amen. 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 But I got to do a little catch up for some of the ones that weren't here. Now, if you missed a little bit of it, huh, you're just going to get the hard version of it to, uh, to let you know. See, 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 sometimes when, 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 you, when you fall behind, huh, it takes extra to catch up because you be behind a little bit. But see, if you've been, if you've been running with the, the race, the race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but, but to the one that endure to the end. So if, you, if you've been running the whole time, you can take your time and just keep running the race. Huh? But if you're behind, then you got to start running a whole lot faster. So you may have to catch up a little bit. We bless God. Coming from Luke, 17th chapter, same scripture. God has given me so much revelation. I was, I was trying to go home, and I was trying to step down off the mountain, Elder, and I, I stopped at the bank machine, and I'm, I'm standing there, and the word just kept on hitting me, and I, 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 I was trying to put in a pin number, and things just wasn't going right, but, but, but he just be giving, me, giving me so much revelation through the word of God. Uh, uh, it, it gets to the point that if, if, if you don't understand the way I'm giving it to you, God will refresh your memory, even if you don't have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit will bring things back to your memory. My God. So the word of God can operate in you. Luke 17 chapter, beginning at verse 1 through 6. Then said he unto the disciples, it is possible, but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. I'm going to stop right there for a second. I'm, I'm going to break the scripture down and make everybody catch up a little bit. Uh, 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 Jesus is talking to a disciple and he's saying that things is going to happen to you. Trouble's going to be all around you. People are going to hurt you. People don't like you and they are going to be out to hurt you. So Jesus is saying, but, but even though people are coming at you with offenses, he's saying that woe unto them that do it. Mm -hmm. Jesus is saying, uh, 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 you can mess with my child of God if you want to, but woe unto you. See, see, that's like when you want that horse and the horse is running, you are whoa, and the horse is supposed to stop. But every now and then that horse starts bucking wild and people get thrown off horses. But Jesus is saying, whoa. 
Now, if Jesus is saying, well, you better stop. If Jesus told you slow it down, you need to slow it down. So this is what he's saying. He says, woe unto them through whom they come. He said, it were better for him that a millstone will hang about his neck and he cast into the sea than he should offend one of the least ones. Somebody, who the youngest child in here today? Somebody give me the youngest child. Where they at? Bring him up here. Bring him up here. Bring him up here. Now, it'd be better for me to just give him a hug than for me to yell and scream at him. Because I should have a millstone tied around my neck than to offend him. It ain't about somebody being a bishop and you offending bishop. Well, I don't like the way the bishop do things. See, see that's, see, that's good. See that's, see, that's training up a child. Now, see, he ain't going to have no problem when he get older. He should keep bringing him to church. He ain't going to have no problem when he get older standing in front of church. You got grown folks don't want to stand. No, I don't want to go up there. I'm too scared. I'm nervous. I'm worried. <laughs> see, this is what it means to offend one of the least ones. God got his, he got drumsticks in his hand. So when KJ do get tired of playing, he just flipped out. When KJ do get tired of playing, I know I, know I jumped over you, Jalen, but you, you jumping farther than that. That's, that's just a pass through. But when he do get tired of playing, here it is. See, God always prepares. Nothing stinks. If, if, if KJ would leave the church, I know he ain't going away. If Jalen would leave the church, the anointing would fall on this little boy and he would play the drums. You can come get him. Thank you, man. It's better to have a millstone tied around your neck than, than to take for me to snatch them. What are you doing with them drumsticks? Tell them to sit down somewhere than to offend him. See, that's what Jesus is saying. He said, yeah, trouble going to come. People are going to attack you, but it's better for you to leave them alone, but you should have a millstone tied around your neck and somebody drop you off in the Chesapeake Bay. Now, there was an accident on the Key Bridge this week, and a man got knocked into the ocean. We covered his body. He did not live. I don't know all the ins and outs of it. I'm not saying he... Got his millstone tied around his neck. But I'm just saying, God is saying, Jesus is saying, it's better for you to tie a millstone around your neck than to bother one of the least ones. Now, I'm going to hit a brick wall now, man, this lucky. So, if, if he's saying the least ones, you better take your hands off the anointed ones. That's walking upright, that's praying for you, that's blessing you, that, 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 that's trying to get you straight. You, you get upset with the, with the ministers and the mothers and, and the pastor because they're trying to get you to stop sinning. And you, you, you walk around with your lips all poked out. And they're just trying to get you delivered. We're still talking about roots. See, I, haven't even, I told you I ain't going to be done today. I, I, quarter two and I'm going to be done. I'm going to be finished for the day, but I ain't going to be done. It says it were better for him that a millstone will hang about his neck and he cast into the sea, that, that he should offend one of his least ones. Take heed yourself. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. Now see, we happy with that first two verses. Yeah, somebody offend me, you need a millstone tied around your neck. You, you need to be cast in the sea. But see, now Jesus is flipping it around. See, before, he was, he was helping out the one that was offended. 
But now he's talking to the one that was offended, and he's telling you that even though you've been offended, uh, I'll rebuke your brother, say you were wrong, and if he repent, you forgive him. But we got a hard thing with forgiving. And, and, and you know, I, 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 I'm not even going to get to the forgiving part today because it's, it's too long. But, 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 but I'm just going to get this little portion to you. The, 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 the thing about forgiving is for, for forgiving is not for the other person. It's for you. It's for you. It's for you. See, you, you weren't here last week, but I was telling Brother Riley. He didn't remember. But, but when me and Kevin, uh, uh, we used to work out of Sinai Fitness. And I had a Pontiac 6000. And it would break down all the time. <laughs> but I told him, I said, it's, it's no need of me getting mad at a car from 1985 and get mad at my Ford Explorer for the same thing. So, so why would I hold a grudge against somebody that, that's long gone and I'm still walking around with hurt? Every time the car breaks down, oh, I can't stand cars because they all break down. You keep holding on to things just because somebody didn't do something nice to you. You're still upset. You're three years old and you got your little heart broken, but now you're 63 and you still ain't got over that. God is saying learn how to forgive for yourself. Ooh, what did you say, mother? Uh, stress and worry will kill you. You hold it on to petty stuff for no reason. Worrying about things that mount to nothing. But this is the reason why you worry about things that mount to nothing, because you don't have enough God word in you. See, when you get God word in you, God word will move out little petty stuff. See, that's why every time when Jesus, when Jesus was walking about the towns and he was over in Galilee and he was in Jerusalem and he was in all these places and people would roll up on him and they would say things, it never caught Jesus off guard. How you going to catch Jesus off guard? He already knew. You didn't catch him off guard. So it says, take heed yourself. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. Okay, uh, verse 4 says, and if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again saying, I repent, Thou shalt forgive him. Mm. See, that's hard right there. I didn't did you wrong seven times. And Jesus is saying, forgive. But watch this. And the, the, the apostles said unto him, Lord, increase our faith. They, they didn't say, Jesus, yeah, we're going to forgive them. They said, Lord, increase our faith. So, so in other words, they were saying, I need more faith to learn how to forgive. I, I, I need more faith. I, I need more faith so, so that I can forgive. But this is what Jesus said. And, and it was so powerful. I don't know who said it about the grain of mustard. Was it you about the grain of mustard seed? It was you, grain of mustard seed. I said, okay, here we go. Now, verse 6 says, and the Lord said, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed. So he's telling you right now, you don't need your faith in Christ to increase to forgive. See, see it, it, I, I need more faith so I can forgive you. No, I just have to have more word to understand that I have to learn how to forgive. So he said, if you have the faith of a grain of mustard seed, you might say to the sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea and it should obey you. And I had to go that far just to get to the topic. But some of y'all already know what it was. 
No more useless roots. No more useless roots. Useless roots are so deep sometimes they're attached and they become contaminated and we don't even understand how they're operating and what they're doing and, and, and how long they've been on the inside of us uh, but they become useless. Uh, old roots, damaging roots, killing roots. Uh, 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 we need to get rid of the roots and, and, and get to the matter of being delivered. When you look at this plant, you don't see the roots. See, the, 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 the things that are going on above the ground is the beautiful thing, but the roots are in the dirt. See, it's almost to say people don't even care about roots because you don't see them. And when you don't see the roots sometimes, you, you, you start thinking like, oh, well, well, it's nothing there until that nerve get pushed. Until somebody get under your skin and you find out that that root you thought you was delivered just resurface again. Uh-huh. We're no longer working it way down, but, 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 but we have to get way down to the bottom of the source of the root. Why the root is there? The unseen portion of the root, the stronghold of the root. Why is this root still holding on? Because you have not let it go. These roots need to be plucked up, plucked down, and plucked away. Over in Psalms 139 and 23, it says, Search me, O Lord, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. See, God knows all about us. We have to learn how to get this root out the way. But, but, but watch this. But let's get way down to the root of the problem. See, when, when those offenses come and we don't get rid of it right away, we hold on to it. And the thing about a root is, a root, even though you see the plant on the top, the root is continuing to grow more than the plant on the top. I don't care what size tree you see growing, the root is larger than the tree that's growing up above. A sycamine tree is not that big. It's really just a large, large bush. It's called a tree, but it's a large bush. But the complexity of the root system goes so deep and goes so wide that even if you chop it off at the trunk, it'll still grow back because the roots are deep in the ground, because the roots have not let go of the soil that they're in. So the same way, when, when, when hurt and problems and things have come and damaged you and you have not let it go, all you need is that button to be pushed and the roots will resurface. No more useless fruits. We can be more concerned about how we look on the outside than dealing with the inside. We're hurting. We got problems. You okay? I'm okay. No, you're not okay. Because we try and clean up, freshen up, and cover up the damage of hurt. But if you learn how to release it to God, see, this is the important thing. You have to learn how to release it to God. We feel that in some ways that, that, that if, if, if we do it ourselves, we, we, we can handle it until that moment comes. And then we become a cover-up people. We cover things up. We, we hide things. Uh, or we put things on the back burner so, so nobody sees it. But the roots that are never plucked up will always resurface. Uh, they'll always pile back up. And, and, and before you know it, here comes the problem. And everybody has some roots that need to be plucked up. I don't care about title. I don't care about how long you've been in the way. I don't care about how, how many times that, that, that you've been in prayer with God. Everybody has some roots that need to be plucked up. 
And the way you know that everybody has some roots that need to be plucked up, because if you ever hurt, there's some root in there that's hurting you. It just resurfaces. And this is what we have to look at. The scripture says in 1 Peter, cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. When will you cast all your cares upon him? You can't do it on your own. You have to let God do it. You got to give it to God. You got to learn how to release it. And as Jesus was talking to the disciples, he was saying, uh, 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 not so much that, that you need your faith increase for the, for, for, for to learn how to forgive and get rid of the roots that are holding you down. But you just have to learn how to forgive. You just have to learn how to forgive. And, 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 and this is the thing that happens a lot of times. We still stuck on forgiving ourselves. We find it hard sometimes that we can't even forgive ourselves. If we make a mistake, we beat our own self down. But God says that I will forgive you for his self. I will take it and cast it away into the sea of forgetfulness and remember it no more. For his sake. God, God, God is not remembering the time you stole a cookie and your mother told you don't steal a cookie, young people. Got some cookie thieves in here. I'm one of them. Me and him be fighting for cookies. Y'all, y'all know the story, and I be losing. I be, see, see, Jamil, Jamil's real quiet. He walks soft. He'll roll up on you, and he know he's standing there. He's like, he there. I'm like, dog, on the board, and got the last cookies. But we have to get to the point that even the smallest little things that you did back in the day, God is saying, I don't even see it no more. So you cut somebody up. God said, I don't even hear it no more. Forgive yourself. So you was going to beat somebody up. God said, I don't even see that no more. Y'all know what I told you about the, 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 the lug nuts last week? Had an enemy try to use me? Brother Kevin, I was going to take some lugs off a brother car and let him back in the day. But God allowed me not to go through with that. Because sometimes when, 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 when you think something is gone, but they hit that right nerve, and things resurface, and, 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 and the enemy say, just get even. But First Peter says, cast all your care. See, we have to learn how not to care about little petty things because it happened. Okay, somebody made you upset. Why are you going to get upset back at them? Jesus is saying, if your brother offends you seven times a day, rebuke him. Watch this. See, we missed this part. You can rebuke him. You did me wrong, but I forgive you. See, you put it back on the person who is the offender against you and not you being the offender wanting to get revenge. You got to pluck it up. You got to pluck it up. You got to pluck it up. We find ourselves dealing with coping mechanisms. And the coping mechanisms provide temporary relief, deceiving us into thinking we're healed, when in fact, we're only camouflaging the pain, the problems, and the conditions. How do you camouflage it, Pastor? Well, we camouflage it with work. We got workaholics, can't stop working. Got to be at work. I go to work because I can get some peace because if I stay at home, then chaos is in the home. I'd rather work than be at home. We cover it up with alcohol. 
I can just drink myself till I pass out. But as soon as my hangover is over with, the root is still there. We camouflage it with gambling. If I can just hit that 377 number, whoo, everything will be all right. I bet I bet not see one of y'all. 377. We camouflage it with sex, drugs. And I saved the best one for last. We camouflage it with church. You can be a church maniac because you're trying to camouflage your issues and problems. I ain't messing with nobody's praise, nobody's dance, no nothing. But coming to church and jumping and shouting and screaming and praising God and giving God the glory and testifying and holding up the service and leaving and going back and being the same way with hurt has not solved anything. You become a church maniac. Some people will run to the strip club and get their jolly on. Some people will run to the church. If I can just ha scream in the church, I'm okay. No, you're not. No, you're not. Because after you get finished screaming, after you get finished running around the church, and after you get finished clapping, and after you get finished doing your dance, and you still got the same roots on the inside, you just camouflaged it with church. ODing on church. You can OD on drugs. You can OD on alcohol. You can OD on gambling. You can OD on sex. And you can OD on church. A church maniac. Too deep to even be in a blessed conversation with somebody. How you doing? Jesus is the lie. He's a I asked you how you doing. You sitting in the car playing your tennis, that's fine if you were praised and worshiped. But sometimes you can be a church maniac and just overdo it. Because somebody might be walking on the street and we are the word of God spreading the good news and they need to hear, son, it's going to be okay. But you too busy screaming and speaking in tongues. You in Walmart and, and they asking you to pay for a plastic. And you in there quoting scriptures. Things should be done in decency and order. It's a time and a place for everything. But see, the root, because you're still so hurt, you feel like, if I just act church crazy, then I'm okay. As long as I can holler and scream, I'm okay. But I'm covering up the real issue. Now, now it's the difference between a church maniac and a Jesus maniac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, a church maniac, you, you, you go through the protocol. We got protocol here. We come here. Uh, we start Sunday school. We do Sunday school. In between after Sunday school, we take a little break. We go back and we have prayer. Praise team come out. Uh, everybody's playing. Uh, 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 testimony service starts. We may take up the offering, depending on where the service goes. Choir I may sing. Raven give the announcements. Trustee Riley and Deacon might come and get the offering. I get up and preach. Then we say hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And then we go home. That's what we do. A church maniac. When some of you don't come to church, you can be like, oh, it's one o'clock. Pastor probably up right now. 
church maniac because you know the protocol. You know everything that we do. But see, a Jesus maniac because, see, I want to be like Christ. And see, I'm going to do everything that's in me to be like, watch this, watch this. See, see Jesus, Jesus was hungry. He was walking along, and he said, said, said I'm, I'm hungry. Yonder is the fig tree. Go get me some figs. They say, Jesus, it's no figs on there. So Jesus rebuked the fig tree. But now, see, the roots of the fig tree, they weren't producing on the outside. The roots were there, but the roots had problems that they were attached to that they didn't produce figs. Jesus was sleepy. And he went down to the ship. And the disciples out on the boat. Jesus, you care if not that we perish? The scripture says that he had his head rest on a pillow. Asleep. And he had to get out and rebuke the wind and the waves. But watch this. Jesus was bloody, bruised, thorns in his head, pierced in his side, nails in his hand, nails in his feet. He stopped dying long enough to say, Father, forgive them. You got to learn how, I don't care how bad somebody hurts you, learn how to turn the other cheek and say, Father, forgive them. It's not for them, it's for you. Coping mechanisms. We feel like if I just get my long-winded testimony, I'm not messing with nobody. You know, I'm the first one to say, go ahead and testify. That's not me. I believe if you're going to get delivered, get delivered. But this is my thing, and this is coming from God. Don't play deliverance here and go home and act crazy. If you testify high up on the mountain, live high up on the mountain at home. Live high up on the mountain on your job. Live high on the mountain wherever you go at. Be, be your testimony that you're talking about in church. Be the same thing out on the street. Be the same thing on your job. Treat your husband right. Treat your wife right. Treat your children right. Scripture says, provoke not your children to wrath. You ain't got to tear your child down for everything. Sometimes just let it go. God is in your hands. What you say about today, mother? Let it go. Some things you just got to learn how to let it go. Because you keep on digging up the bitter roots. Well, mama yelled at me when I was little, so I'm going to yell at him now. And guess what? When they get old and get kids, they're going to yell at their kids too. Because it becomes a cycle. Hurt people hurt people. It becomes a cycle. And the more that cycle begins to work, the more things happen. The roots are getting covered up because you had them so long. And you don't realize that they're still there. You just keep on putting stuff on top of it. Well, what am I going to do this year? Well, last year I tried this, and it didn't work, so now I'm going to try something else. But see, the, the, the only way to get rid of the roots is they have to be plucked up. You can't put something on top of it and cover it up. You have to pluck it up. The roots are getting covered up because you had them so long. We cover them up, but the roots are still lingering. The issues are still lingering. The problems are still lingering. The pain is still there. And I was going home last week, and I made a stop and. I thought about a root canal. I was like, wow, that just took me in a whole different direction. Everybody okay? We're not going to the dentist. I'm a ringleader. Dr. Edmondson over at Lower Baltimore looking for me now. I see, the, I see my dentist every morning. We work on the same property. And he, every morning, he said, I ain't seen you this week. And in the back of Alex's mind, not Pastor Walker, I'm like, you ain't going to see me because you ain't digging in my mouth. I don't feel like that drama. Mouth tingling and gums bleeding. 
putting a cap on. But that's the thing about the root canal. You don't worry about it as long as you don't feel no pain. As long as you don't feel no pain, I ain't worried about the dentist. Man, I ain't got to go to the dentist. I'm feeling good. But you drink something cold. You let that fork hit your mouth sideways and jab. <laughs> you be speaking in all kinds of tongue. Calling on the name of the Lord. Because you want what? Instant relief. But the only way in order for you to get the deliverance is you got to get down to the root. So now you got to go to the doctor. And the first thing he do, he's going to take some x-rays, he's going to go through all things, but he's going to numb you, watch this, so you stop feeling so much pain. See, that's what the word of God, see, the more word of God you get in you, the pain becomes numb. The more word of God that gets on the inside of you, the pain begins to move away. Uh, 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 the more word of God that, that starts flowing for you, if the word of God flows in, it flows out. The word of God flows in, it flows out. And pain has no room to stay there. So, so, so the dentist will numb the area he's going to work with. See, that's, the, that's the, 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 the start of it. He begins to numb it before he hits you with a needle so you don't even feel all the pain of the needle. And then he'll come back and he'll touch you on you. And you good? I'm good, doc. Go ahead and do what you got to do. I have fell asleep in the dentist chair. Well, I fall asleep anywhere. You, 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 wouldn't, you wouldn't think that. We was getting our taxes. He know. We was getting our taxes done yesterday and I fell asleep. I can't sit still. If I sit still and, 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 and I, my mind relaxes, I'll fall asleep. I will fall asleep. And, and see, I thank God for that. Watch this. This is the reason why. Because I'm not worrying about things. See, when, when, when you can't sit still, I know you said, but that's, that's a different story. When you can't sit still because you got to run and you're worrying about this and, you, and you're trying to do this and you're trying to do that, you're trying to do too much. So, so the, he will begin to drill. Who would have ever thought to take a drill and stick it in your mouth? Only God give man that kind of knowledge. <laughs> 